This episode is sponsored by the Learn Jazz Standards Inner Circle. If your goal is to level up your jazz playing this year and feel confident improvising over jazz standards, the Inner Circle has everything you need and more. With monthly jazz standard studies, a library of powerful courses, and a vibrant community of like-minded musicians, you're guaranteed to improve your playing every single month. Podcast listeners can get 50% off their first month when you go to ljsinnercircle.com. That's ljsinnercircle.com or find the link in the show notes. Now, on to today's episode. This is the Learn Jazz Standards Podcast, episode 88. Welcome to the LJS Podcast, where you get weekly jazz tips, interviews, stories, and advice for becoming a better jazz musician. And now your host, he's a jazz musician, author, and entrepreneur, Brent Bartstra. That's right. What's up, everybody? My name is Brent. I am the jazz musician behind the website, LearnJazzStandards.com, which is a blog and a podcast all geared towards helping you become a better jazz musician. Uh, welcome to another episode of the LJS Podcast, episode 88, and I'm glad that you're here, whether you're a regular listener or whether it's your first time ever listening. I just appreciate you being here. Now, you know, last week we had a special guest on the show. It was Chris Davis Trumpeter, Chris Davis uh, and he gave us a great episode. He gave us a lot of great lessons about the development of his musicianship. And one of the things that he talked about in that episode and in his development, one important thing that he did for his jazz playing was learning jazz solos by ear. Now, I love to talk about this because, honestly, this is one of my favorite practices to do. And when I was really uh, putting a lot of hours in the practice room in kind of the more formidable days of my development, I was learning a lot of jazz solos. And so I certainly believe in this practice. And it's funny because uh, Chris, last week, he was talking about this. Uh, he used the term transcribing. Um, and I think it's kind of funny because a lot of the jazz musicians I know, they refer to this practice of learning jazz solos by ear as transcribing transcribing, but they rarely mean actually writing it down. And while writing down a solo can be a great practice in and of itself, uh, th this is really not what I'm talking about today. I'm talking about just learning solos by ear. So by the way, if you've ever heard anybody say, oh yeah, transcribe solos, they probably, you know, it, it's weird that it's transcribe is the word is you write it down, right? But oftentimes that's not what jazz musicians are doing. Just thought I'd clear that up right away. Now transcribing solos, uh, as I will talk about in a second, uh, all around will help you become a better jazz musician. A little added bonus, it, it just naturally trains your ears as well, which as uh, you know, I preach it is an important part of becoming a better jazz improviser. So today I'm going to be talking uh, about a very particular system for how to learn jazz solos by ear. I will be talking about the importance, but this system is called LIST. And that's an acronym for you today, L-I-S-T, LIST. And this is a great four-step process for helping you walk through effectively learning jazz solos. Okay, so let's jump in to today's lesson. All right, now as always, if you're more of a visual learner, you like to read stuff, you can find the show notes on our website. Today's show notes you can find at learnjazzstandards.com forward slash episode 88. So you can find that there as well as a transcription of uh, this entire show. 
uh, transcription. <laughs> hey, it's right on theme today, except for this time, that actually means the written down version of it. So now, whenever I talk about stuff like this, I always like to start with the benefits of doing any certain kind of practice, because learning an entire solo, and I'm talking about an entire solo, not a lick or anything like that, does have a lot of benefits, and I really do believe that it's a powerful practice. I do believe, actually, that everyone should do it at least once. So why would you do it? What's the reasons? What's the benefit? Why should you invest the time and effort? Let me tell you, I have three reasons why you should. Now, what are the benefits? Number one, you're going to be learning jazz language. Okay, you're going to be learning jazz language, a lot of jazz language. You know, what are jazz standards made up of? They're made up of chord progressions. And what do we improvise over in jazz? We improvise over chord progressions. So we need to learn how to improvise over these chord progressions. And we want to understand the jazz language, the style of playing, the style of improvisation, improvising uh, in jazz. So you're going to learn jazz language by learning these solos. And number two, is you're going to get inside whatever artist solo you are learning, okay? You're going to get inside of their playing, the way they phrase things, the kind of uh, isms that they use, the, the the things that they like to go back to. How do they approach 2-5-1 chord progressions? Uh, what are some ways that they approach dominant seventh chords? I mean, these are all questions that can be answered. So whether you're learning a solo by Sonny Rollins or by Wynton Kelly or by Paul Chambers or Max Roach, any of these musicians, whatever instrument you play, you can kind of learn their style, the way they approach things. And by doing so, uh, you can grab onto these things for yourself. And it can be incredibly enlightening for uh, to to go through an entire solo and just understand how, not, not only their style, but how they actually develop a solo, right? How do they start solo? How do they reach a climax? And how do they even end that solo? So all these things can be learned. You can really get inside uh, of an artist playing rather than just learning a lick by them learning an entire solo big difference right you're learning much more of, of their process trying to get inside of their brain their head uh, now number three the last reason the last benefit i want to give for you is it gives you the opportunity to learn ideas or learn how to solo over a particular song or song form for example uh in our course our jazz practicing course 30 Days to Better Jazz Playing, learning solos by ear is actually a huge part of the course. Uh, it's it's something that we really do a lot of in the course. Um, LearnJazzStandards.com forward slash 30 days, by the way, if you're interested. Uh, but one of the solos in there that, that I suggest... It's not required, but I suggest it, is Miles Davis's solo on Freddie Freeloader. Now, the reason I suggest that one is because it's uh, roughly a solo over top of a blues, okay? And a blues, blues is really important. It's an important song form in jazz to work on. So you want to know that stuff forwards and backwards. And so the enlightening thing is you can uh, see how Miles Davis took a solo over top of a blues form. And, and it kind of, you know, if, if you've ever wondered, well, how do I take a solo over a blues? That can start to uh, unravel that for you. Or maybe it could be a rhythm changes tune. You know, how does Charlie Parker solo over top of a rhythm changes tune? You know, how do I solo over things, uh, chord changes, the 1625 going that quickly? How do I solo over that B section, which has cycling dominant seventh chords? So you can start to really understand this stuff by going through an entire solo. Or also specific jazz standards. How do how do I play over how how uh, have you met Miss Jones or Just Friends or Autumn Leaves or All the Things You Are? Any of these songs, you can find 
a solo from an artist and and kind of get inside of that song and how to improvise and navigate those chord changes better. Okay, so really quickly, though, the benefits: you're learning jazz language, you're getting inside that artist playing that you're learning, and you're learning how to play over particular songs or song forms. Okay, now quickly, I'm going to do a little bit of demonstrating, by the way, in a second here uh, through this process that I talked about, the list process, but a little bit more of explanation here. I want to talk a little bit about learning uh, solos by sheet music versus by ear, because I get a lot of emails about this and I get a lot of pushback because on Learn Jazz Standards, we have preach this a lot, is learning solos, learning jazz standards by ear rather than sheet music. Uh, And it's not wrong to learn solos by sheet music, but you're missing out on a huge part of it, which is the ear training, the ear training, right? Ear training being so important for improvising. You're missing out on that side of it. And you're also missing out on half of the internalization process, being able to really drill that song into your head, really be able to get that inside of your playing, which is ultimately what we want to do. We want to be internalizing this language not so that we can play it verbatim, but so that we are able to reproduce these things. So it's, it's like learning a language. Like You have to learn the words. You have to learn the vocabulary. You have to learn how to say some sentences. And you might be memorizing some sentences at first, but eventually you're not going to be quoting sentences by memory. It's just going to be coming out naturally. And so that's the benefit of, of learning solos by ear rather than by sheet music, like buying a copy of the Omni book or something like that. Now, uh, talk about the benefits of learning jazz solos by ear and that practice, uh, but what are the goals? Because the goals are actually a little different from the benefits. The benefits are all great stuff, but at the end of the day, why are you going to sit down and learn an entire solo? That's an important thing to talk about. So the goals, I, I have two main goals for this, Okay, two main goals that I get out of solos when I'm learning them. Okay, and the, the first goal is discovery. Okay. Discovery. My goal is to discover something new about jazz language, discover something new about playing over a chord change or playing over a song, right? How do we learn something new? We have to just jump into a situation. We have to uh, apply it to real life. And so learning solos does that for us. So the first goal is to discover something. It's discovery. Now, the second goal is internalization. Just touched on that very briefly. The second goal is internalization, which means that I am learning this language in order to adopt it into my vocabulary, in order to adopt these sounds into my dialect per se, as, as if we were speaking. Now, now here's what is not a goal. Okay, this, Listen to this really quick. This is really important. Along these lines, what is not a goal is to play the solo verbatim. Okay, let me say it one more time. You're not playing the solo ber- verbatim. That's The goal is not to learn as many jazz solos as possible so that you can just be quoting other people's solos all day long. No, that is actually not the end goal. Okay, that is not the end goal. The, but it is internalization to be able to uh, grab some of these ideas. You know, you know I don't, I'm, when I'm soloing, I'm never quoting solos. I'm not even trying to. I've just learned jazz language. And, and part of that has been learning solos. So by internalizing this stuff, the more likely elements or or essences of this stuff is going to come out in your playing. Okay. So discovery, internalization, not playing them verbatim. Okay. Now, one more thing before we go over the list process here, picking a solo. 
How do you pick a solo? I get this question all the time. Now, I don't really think there's any rules. It doesn't have to be of your instrument. In fact, most of the jazz solos that I've uh, learned in my studies are actually not of my primary instrument, which is guitar. I've learned saxophone solos. I've learned piano solos. Um, I even learned parts of bass solos. Uh, and uh, man, I've learned probably almost every instrument. I've, I've learned something from that, you know, at least the main instruments that are usually being played in jazz. I've learned those solos. So it doesn't matter what it is. The only rule I really have is make sure it's an accessible solo to you. Okay. Make sure that you can actually accomplish it. You know, a lot of times I find that students will just jump into a solo that they're like, oh, that is so cool. I can't believe, wow, Sonny Stitt played this crazy thing and that was so cool and so awesome. I want to learn it. That 16th note line that just was a blazing fast tempo. Awesome. I'm glad you're excited about that. But if you really don't have the skill or the technical ability, or perhaps you haven't really been transcribing or learning solos for very long and picking that up by year is going to be really tough, then don't do it. Find a solo that you think is doable for you, not something that's going to like drive you nuts, drive you crazy. Uh, it's not going to be worthwhile in the end if you're playing some weird crumbled up line that just happened to magically come out of uh, John Coltrane or something. But if you can't really grab something from that, then why would you learn it, right? So, so you want to make sure that it's accessible to you, something that you can reach. That's why in the 30 Days course, uh, I always talk about Freddie Freeloader, uh, the Miles Davis Freddie Freeloader solo, because I just find that one so accessible to everybody, yet completely full of really awesome melodic information that everybody can grab something from. So don't be, don't, don't let your ego get in the way. Pick something that works for you. And also, if I were to add a second rule, I would say pick something that you actually like. Okay, that you really enjoy, because I find that that learning solos that you actually love in the first place, you're going to learn it so much better. You're going to internalize it so much better, and you're going to be far more motivated and more likely to stick it out to the very end. Right. So pick something that you like as well. All right. Now, I want to jump in to uh, the main event for today, which is talking about how to actually learn a jazz solo by ear and the process that I go through. And for this, I'm going to use an acronym for you. This is just to help you remember this, just to help you uh, mentally keep uh, keep tabs on this. And it's called LIST, L-I-S-T. And so I'm going to go through each one of these letters in this acronym LIST. And the first one is L, right? It's listen, listen, Okay, very simple, right? You're just listening to the solo, but it's important to note that you are not touching your instrument yet. You're simply listening to this solo. Now, again, you probably are picking a solo that you already like, which means you have listened to it. But what I'm talking about here is uh, intentional listening, meaning there are no distractions around you. You are zeroing into the solo and what it sounds like. So you are listening to this solo intently. Now, I'm going to use a little example here. I'm going to demonstrate the list process uh, with this Dexter Gordon solo. It's over a rhythm changes tune called uh, Apple Jump. It's an F rhythm changes. It's really cool. And uh, I'm just going to do the first two A sections just to be realistic here. I mean, uh, I could do a whole solo or something, but it would take us all forever. So we're not going to do that. I'm just going to do the first two A sections. So I'm just going to play for you the first two A sections of Dexter Gordon's solo here. Uh, and, and then we're going to come back to the next step here. Listen in. 
This is just a really quick, short example. In reality, uh, the listening side would be you're listening to the entire solo or, or however many choruses that you want to learn of the solo. In this particular case, this solo is actually insanely long. So sometimes it's not necessary to listen to the to learn the whole solo, but uh, you know, to to more than that, of course, is what I'm trying to say. You want to internalize the whole thing at once. Okay, that's that's my opinion. So um, we're just going to be working with this now. The next step. Okay, we did listen, and the next step is goes along right with listening, and that is I, which is internalize, internalize. So what I mean by internalize is we are going to be listening, like Chris Davis, for example, in last episode talked about how he would be listening to the solo like hundreds of times, like hundreds of times. And I'll give you a story. Uh, the the solo that I obsessed over most uh, when I was studying was John Coltrane's solo on My Shining Hour. I just loved that solo. It's on Coltrane Jazz, I believe. Uh, I just loved that solo. And so I wanted to really get inside of it. And so what I would do is I would walk everywhere with that solo. I would have it in my ears at all times. If I was on the train, if I was walking around on the street, if I was at, at home, I would just be listening to it all the time. I was trying to really get it in my ear, really get to know that solo so well. And that's the internalization side. And a lot of people want to skip this. They don't want to take the time to do this. They want to go just straight to getting it on their instrument. But really, if you truly want to do this right, if you want to get serious about learning a solo, I highly suggest you don't skip this internalization process of really getting it inside your head. This has nothing to do with touching your instrument, okay? Nothing to do with it. Just simply repetition so that you know it. Know it really, really, really well, okay? And it's going to set you up for success. Now, this goes right in to the next step, okay? The next step, which is S, which is sing. So we got L-I-S-S is sing. Now, singing furthers this process of internalization. And, you know, I've talked about if you were joining us for uh, our ear training month uh, last month, uh, I talked all about ear training and how important that is. And one of the things I said is singing and how important singing is, because you've probably heard before, if you can sing it, you can play it. Well, there's actually a lot of truth in that. It's not that you can just play it automatically if you can sing it, but what it means is it proves that you've truly internalized it. It proves that you actually know it. So the next step is singing. You want to sing along with the solo, or in this case, I'm just going to do the first two A sections of this Dexter Gordon solo and make sure that I've got it, right? I've got it in my ear because I can sing it. So again, I would have listened to this solo a lot more times in in all this stuff, but I'm just going to go, I know this solo, so I'm going to go ahead and sing along with just this part uh, so you can hear what I'm talking about. All right, does that make sense? So it's important to note that you don't have to be a great singer 
to be able to do this. You know, if you're not hitting the pitches perfectly, that's okay. In fact, a lot of this is being able to match the rhythms with each other, right? Being able to rhythmically match what the instrumentalist is doing. So don't be intimidated by that. You can also whistle. You can also hum. The whole idea is is to to produce the sound yourself in some way. Does that make sense? So I'm singing along with this solo. And again, that's just a snippet of a solo. You know, we want to do a lot more than that. Again, the idea is is we're not doing licks or phrases. We're doing uh, large chunks of musical information. So be able to sing along with that. And that's, oh man, that's just going to sit you so much for success for this next step, uh, which is T, the last letter in the acronym, T, transfer, transfer this to your instrument. This is the last step. Now, of course, if you're a vocalist, if you're a singer, well, your step is is one short, right? Because essentially singing is uh, what your instrument is. Your voice is your instrument. So you don't necessarily have to go to this step. But of course, you, you know, practicing this all the time is, is furthering the in- internalization process, which I'll talk in a second about. But now at this point, you've Man, you've you, you've listened to this so many times. You've you've sang it, which proves that you really know it. Now you're really just trying to connect your ear to your instrument. Again, I talked about this during our ear training month about that process and how important that is. Now we're trying to make that relationship, secure that relationship, so that we can you know what we know in our head, what we know in our ear, can come out on our instrument and and, and come out in muscle memory as well. So. That's the next step. So I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to play with my guitar along to this solo now. Uh, I've gone through the work of doing this. Now, it's important to note that it's you might want to do it in small chunks. You, you don't have to do it all the way through. It's just going to be so much easier that you've sung it already, but you want to do it in small chunks. You know, do-da-da, 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 do-da-da. That's a pretty easy line, so that might not be so hard for you to do. But then there's that that next part in the next A section that goes You might want to break that up into two sections, right? Like Okay, you learn just that part. And then You learn just that part. Okay, you can break it up into small chunks learning it on your instrument, figuring out where those notes lie. Okay, does that make sense? Okay, but I'm gonna demonstrate for this for you. I'm gonna go ahead and play along on my guitar with the solo. Okay, so there it is. Uh, I'm playing that solo back on my instrument, uh, even if I had to learn it in bits and pieces at times. Now, I hope you paid attention that I was doing my best to try to match Dexter Gordon's phrasing the way he was playing it. Even though I'm not a saxophone player, I'm a guitar player. They're very different instruments. I was doing my best as a guitarist to get inside of how he was phrasing and how he was playing, how long he was holding out notes. And I'm sure I could get even closer if I spent a little more time working on this. And I would, and you will, if you go through this four-step process for sure. Now, something that I, I do want to mention here is that in the singing step, the last step, 
you're really approximating the notes, right? You don't know exactly what the notes are. Now, in this step, it's where you're not approximating anymore. You're getting the accurate, exact notes. And for vocalists listening, this could be that process, too, of you going in on the piano or whatever other instrument that could be a secondary instrument and making sure that you're singing each note pitch for pitch. Okay, so for example, in, in this particular phrase that I played, I had to pay attention to the difference between this. Right now, I wouldn't have really necessarily heard that perfectly unless I had gone through the process of transferring that on my instrument, getting those exact notes in there. Uh, so that's an important part of this is, is making sure you have the exact notes. And so again, the whole list step process builds on it. It goes, listen, you're just simply listening and then you're internalizing. You're really listening to that a lot. Then you're singing it, ensuring that you have it internalized. And then when you're transferring it to your instrument, you're going to that last step of connecting that together and making sure that you have the exact accurate notes on your instrument, okay? And that's the process. And, and by going through this, man, it's going to really, really improve your playing. It's an incredible study. Again, I suggest everybody do this at least, at least once. Now, if I were to add one extra step onto this, which would not make a really uh, sexy acronym, so that's why I haven't put it on there. But if I were to add that, that fifth step, it would be to review, Okay, to review, to go over this over and over again, right? Because that's the next step in the internalization process is to continually be coming back to this and not coming back to it forever. I mean, you're going to eventually go to another solo. You're going to move on from all of this. Uh, you don't need to worry about remembering that solo for the rest of your life, okay? Again, that's not the goal is to play it verbatim. It's to internalize. It's to have gotten that language really sunk in so here's your challenge for this week. I like to, oftentimes when I do these lesson episodes, to call you to action, right? Because all of this, I mean, you could listen to as many podcast episodes, you could take as many lessons from private teachers or go to master classes, but if you don't take action, nothing's going to change, right? Nothing's going to improve in your playing unless you take action. So I want to call you to action today. I want to say that if if you've never done this before, if you've never learned a solo before, I want you to make that a top priority for this month is to start working on a solo. Okay. Start working on a solo that you like, that's accessible to you, that you think you can accomplish in a reasonable amount of time and make that a part of your practice, if not a primary part of your practice sessions. Now, if you've learned solos before and uh, maybe you're like me and, you know, this happens to me all the time is, you know, I, I haven't done certain things like this in a while. I kind of was like, ah, I've been there, done that. And, you know, have, you know, I, I kind of need to revisit it. Right. Then take that challenge with me and work on another one today, okay? Work on more, because the more of the stuff you do, it's really gonna gonna help you out. It's gonna, the better you're going to get at learning jazz language. So I hope that you've uh, gotten a lot out of today's episode and uh, that you will take this action, that you will take action and learn a solo and the benefits are going to be absolutely huge. Mm-hmm. 
All right, that's all for today's episode. I want to thank you for listening. I want to thank you for joining in. It's always a pleasure to have you. And remember, you can find the show notes today at learnjazzstandards.com forward slash episode 88. Now, I did talk a little bit about our 30 Days to Better Jazz Playing course during this episode, so just a little shameless self-promotion here. This is a really great course. We have uh, hundreds of students in it, and oh man, it's it's really one of my favorite things that we have going on at Learn Jazz Standards. Really, our courses are in general, um, but this is a great, if you're serious about practicing and becoming a better jazz musician, this course is really for you. So you can find this course at learnjazzstandards.com forward slash three zero days, 30 days, uh, and learn more about that there to dive into an intensive of practicing, which indeed does have a lot of learning solos in it. And one last thing, I always ask this at the end of every single episode, if you got value of today's show, Go to iTunes, your favorite podcast listening service, and leave us a rating and a review that helps other people find the show. Greatly appreciate it. All right. We have a special guest on the show next week. It's drummer Dorota Piotrowska. Oh, man. You are going to love her. She is so awesome. Actually, she was my former roommate, one of my former roommates before, but an insane musician. So I'm excited to have her on the show next week. That's going to be episode 89. I'll see you back then. Thanks for listening to the LJS Podcast, brought to you by LearnJazzStandards.com. Subscribe to the series on iTunes, and don't forget to join our jazz community at LearnJazzStandards.com forward slash newsletter. Hey, podcast listener, would you like to ask me a jazz question and get it answered here on the show? Then go to learnjazzstandards.com forward slash ask. That's learnjazzstandards.com forward slash ask. I look forward to hearing your question and answering it on a future podcast episode. Learnjazzstandards.com forward slash ask or find the link in today's show notes.